Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, a mayor 27 miles away, is Steve. Hi. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I'm fresh in the throes of my hatred for spring, early spring youth baseball. Often running on the Dave and Steve show. It is spring. It's officially spring. It was, I think, officially spring as of like four days ago. So that's fantastic. The other thing you'll notice is I'm back. So for those of you who did not enjoy the last two weeks of shows, and I don't think there could be very many of you, I'm back here to save the day. Here I am. The first thing I have to do right out of the gate is pick a bone with you dipshits over something on the show. And what do I always say? I'm not angry. Not in front of company. I'm disappointed. Okay. And Steve, this is specifically aimed at you. Oh, good. And we're going to get into this right now. So on last week's show, if for those of you who haven't heard, Tracy had a story in the headlines about somebody who stole a Canadian hat. What kind of Canadian hat was stolen? It was a toque. It was a toque. Okay. Guy on rollerblades rolled up with a hockey stick, took some poor lady's hat and rolled away. And as I'm listening in the car, I'm thinking to myself, surely Steve is going to say at some point, you mean the guy just rolled up and took it? And he didn't. Not once. And I'm in my car waiting for it because Tracy kept Tracy kept setting him up saying took over and over and over and over again. I thought for sure Steve would get it. I'm in my car and I, I'm basically in my car now feeling righteous indignation that yeah. this is why... This is why I need to be on the show because I wouldn't miss this. This is like when you're watching that final four team that's yeah, like that's way right. at like seated number 16 and they're trying the alley oop and the delivery is just perfect. Yeah. But it's going to like the 510 guy that yeah. can't jump like eight <laughs> yeah. inches off the yeah. Uh, floor. Yeah. And you just, yeah, it was exactly that. So it wasn't, it wasn't the fact, by the way, and I, I also, I was sitting in an airport in Stockholm listening to Steve's trials and tribulations around trying to find goddamn nilla wafers that was that was 15 minutes that didn't need to happen and so i'm listening to this and i'm thinking i honestly if i had been at my pc at the time i would have made a poster where i replaced sean connery's face with steve's face and i would have replaced the submarine with a box of nilla wafers and i would have wrote the hunt for nilla wafers and it would have been in the epic storytelling of what had happened there because that's how it was set up. It was set up as though I expected some big thing to happen at the end of that story. Nothing. Nothing happened. I ate some awesome banana pudding. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even really clear that that even happened. I wasn't no. sure. I, but, I uh, said, two di- go, everybody go back and listen to that boring-ass podcast. <laughs> and, and listen to me. I do say it. I... I say because I, I I listened back to it and I'm like oh, I said it twice that we ate the pudding, we ate the pudding. Here's the amazing thing that I just realized: podcasting only with Steve, I am hungry after every episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I went out of my way not to talk about my corned beef. Um, okay. Corn beef All right. Or, uh, so the other thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. You were talking about corned beef. Let's move on. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to mention is, as you heard at the top of the show, <laughs> I said, welcome to the Dave and Steve show. And I purposely said with Tracy for weeks, we built up how we we're going to change the name of the show. The show was going to go through a metamorphosis. We were going to include Tracy a lot more in it. And then in true the Dave and Steve show fashion with Tracy, we decided dri- dribbled it right out. There was work involved. Like. So think about all the things, even on a little rinky-dink podcast with a few hundred thousand listeners like we have, think about mm-hmm. what we have to go through. So all the logos would have had to been changed. All of the websites, not just the websites, but the URLs themselves would have had to been changed. Even things like the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com, which by the way, if you'd like to email us, that's how you do it. That would have had to have been changed. There, there were legacy things that would have had to been changed for going all the way back to like the commercials that we've had forever that talk right. about. You'd have to change that to to incorporate the actual name of the show. Yeah, because if you if you're if the name of the show was something brand new, let's say it was the Three Guys Podcast, which someone write that down because that's comedy gold. But if it was the Three Guys Podcast and all the commercials said the Dave and Steve Show board game. 
Well, then that doesn't make a goddamn bit of difference either. And so I went round and round and round in my head on how to fix this. And the best I could do was just add with Tracy to the end of welcome to the Dave and Steve show. And I hope that's enough. Tracy. Which in reality is only just calling the name of the show. What, what the, what the logo of the show, anybody who's on Apple podcasts or Spotify or Amazon music, (laughs) if you're stupid (laughs) enough to like, listen to our podcast on that, whatever that is. Um, the, uh, that's what the logo of the show is. So all you've really done is called the name of the show, what the name of the show is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Now my name's one third of the show. (laughs) You're losing power every day, Steve. Yeah, it's all right. That's okay. Everybody knows Tracy's definitely the best part of the show. Yeah, duh. He's he's the by far. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, you don't even. It doesn't even need to be said, Tracy. It's your. It's it's it's, we're well. Thank you. Yes, I mean hell. Half the people didn't even know Dave was gone the last two 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 weeks. (laughs) So I I have been gone. I was gone. I actually had to, I I did two different things and we'll get to both of those. But the first thing I did is I took a trip to Sweden on business uh, and had to fly there. And the way that the flight worked. To my knowledge, this is your first trip to Sweden, isn't it? No, I've been there once before. Yeah. So it's your first trip. Anyway, go ahead. And in fact, we're going to get into a really quick story about once before. Maybe this will jog your memory because I don't know if I told you guys this. So the first time I went, the company that I went to visit, they said like, hey, we're taking you out to this really special dinner. It's a very Swedish dinner. You're going to love this. And great. And hey, we got to catch this little boat slash ferry thing. There's no cars on it, but we got to catch this little boat thing that's going to take us to the, the restaurant. It's out on this island. Sounds amazing. You get on the boat. You're going. It's it's dark now in Sweden because it's dark all but three hours a day. And you're on this boat and you can see the lights of the city and it's all beautiful and you're on the water and it's great. They pull up to this island. We get off at the island. It's one restaurant on the island and then just a couple of tiny little like shop things like knickknacky stuff. But for the most part, that the reason you go to this island is for this restaurant. We get to the island and that is when they drop it on us. By the way, this island is known to the locals as Spider Island. Oh, you love spiders, Dave. I I hate spiders more than just about anything in the world, and I am a complete pansy when it comes to spiders. No, you love spiders. You want to have a million of their babies hatched (laughs) in your ear. So... So now, of course, I'm, I've got questions. Why is it called Spider Island? That's question number one, which seems like a pretty apt question, given that they just told me this place is called, nicknamed Spider Island. And I thought maybe it was just one of those things. Well, if you look at it from a satellite view, it actually looks like a spider. And so I got the nickname. Nope. No, it is because when the lights of the restaurant, it's an outdoor seating place. When the lights of the restaurant start to warm up, they warm up all the uh, the spiders that are in the rafters of the outdoor seating of the restaurant. So as you're eating, spiders begin to descend from the ceiling. Some are small, some are quite large. It is such a thing that each of the servers has all I can say is like imagine two paddles, like paddles you would like paddle a child with, but imagine two paddles with a string between them. These hang from the server's belts. As the spider descends from the ceiling, they reach up and put it on both sides and clap it together and squish the spider. They have their own tools to deal with all the spiders that are at this restaurant. I got to go on uh, Amazon right now and look up spider clapper. So I I spent my entire meal just freaked out. Never, ever, ever again will I go back to spider. But okay, so anyway. So we're going back to Sweden. Got to go back to Sweden. Going back to visit this company. Everything's fine. Now we have a we have a stop at uh, 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 Iceland, Reykjavik. So we fly out of Seattle. Sure. We fly to Reykjavik. We land in Reykjavik. Then we take the the shorter flight to Sweden. Everything's fine. I got this nice lady sitting next to me. We had a good talk. She was a teacher in Bellevue for many years. Blah blah blah. Just a good little chat. And. They bring the the service. Now I'm flying business class. They bring the service around and and drinks are free. So she's telling me about this pink gin that she absolutely loves. Well, the problem is I haven't been drinking at all. I haven't had alcohol in in some time, and I didn't on this trip either. But 
she's talking to me about this gin. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I, and I just kind of said to her, I haven't been drinking lately. I, you know, it's, it's no big deal. And she's like, oh, okay. That, you know, that makes total sense. That's great that you're doing that. So we eat our meal. I fall asleep. She falls asleep. I wake up glands, wa glands watering. I mean, full on. I know, you know, that feeling where you're going to vomit no matter what this woman is us. And when I say asleep, she's passed out in the chair that I have to get over in order to get down the aisle to get to the bathroom. Okay. So she's completely asleep. I, I try the, I, and again, there's no doubt in my mind, I'm going to vomit. So I try the, <laughs> you know, the gentle nudge on her arm. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, nothing. And she's got her TV on, she's got headphones on, but she is, I mean, she is snoring. So I'm, I'm saying, excuse me. And, and finally I was just like, I, I say finally, I mean, it was literally like eight seconds later. I'm like, I can't do this. I got to go. So I had to straddle this poor woman. I had to climb over her. Right. She slept the entire time, never woke up, but I climbed over her, run to the bathroom. I have to run past my executive producer who's in the, the first row. I run past him. He told me later, he's like, I knew exactly what was going on. Nobody, nobody moves that fast to a bathroom unless there's something going on. Now, we've talked about this many times. Six foot five, over 200 pounds, a, a, an airliner bathroom, an airplane bathroom was not built for me at all. Even if I'm just going in there to pee, I have to stand with my head cocked to the side as though I've got some bad neck injury while I stand there and pee because there's not enough room. Go ahead, Steve. Not only that. But I mean, six foot five, 200 pounds moving that quickly up a fuselage is going to change the integrity of the plane. Like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna yaw. It's yeah, gonna right. yaw a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like it's the pilot's going to be like, wow, what the hell was that? Right. Did we, did we hit something? We hit a goose. So now imagine you run into a bathroom. You got it. You got to vomit, right? What are you going to do? What does everybody do when they have to vomit in a toilet? You get down Take on your knees. Off. No, you get, you get. <laughs> You get down on your knees, you you lean over the toilet, and you vomit into the toilet. Well, if you okay. think about it, between the toilet in an airplane bathroom and the door, you got maybe three feet, if I'm being mm -hmm. generous. There's no way my legs can get down there. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I don't to close the door. I have to very quickly do the math. The door's closed and locked. I have to very quickly oh. do the math. How the hell am I going to do this? So I turned my feet sideways. Okay. So they were both pointing at the mirror effectively with the toilet to my left. And then I had to do this weird contortion thing where I twisted my entire body bent over at the hip as though I was some kind of weird transformer. This is picture your wife throwing up in the bathtub. <laughs> you're, you're doing yoga geometry. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. So it was almost like that. You guys have ever seen that game show hole in the wall where they have to match the hole like that. I was trying to fill my space as perfectly yes. as possible. Yes. And so I did. So the problem the is when you theorem. when you twist like that and when you've twisted your whole body, you've also twisted your stomach and everything else. And what I realized is when you're on all, on your knees vomiting into the toilet, that's like the perfect you've opened up the chamber fully. Things can flow right through. Right. I had this horrible burning pain because I was twisted and I was sending things the up. Hose. Yeah, I did. I kinked the hose. And so I, I vomited, felt much better, came out, got the knowing look from my boss, went back to the woman, still asleep. Something Excuse tells me this isn't the first time a large man <laughs> climbed over her to vomit. Once again, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am. Finally, I'm like, I'm climbing over, I'm climbing back over. But in my head, I'm thinking, if, I, if this happens again... I'm not even wait, trying to wake her up this time. I know I'm just going to climb over her. So I get most of the way over. I've got one leg left to kind of pull back over her. And she comes right to like eyes wide awake, effectively with my ass in her face as I'm climbing over these seats. And so I sit down over 200 pounds. I sit down and she says, do you need to use the bathroom? She thought that I was trying to go across and, and woke her up. And so I was like, no, I, I'm fine. And she's like, you look really pale. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing so well. So I spent the rest of the flight just basically doing that thing you do where you deep breathe. You, you try not to, you try and fight off the urge to vomit again. I'm sweating. 
the flight attendants by this time know, so they brought me the bag. They brought me some uh, uh, ginger ale. Oh, yeah. They brought yeah. me ginger ale. Like, they're, tr they're trying to be really nice about it. We hit the ground in Reykjavik. <clears throat> My boss, again, was in the front row, so he already was – he had deplaned. I was about three rows back, and I bolt off that plane, and I went right past him. I, I said – now, it's, it's Reykjavik. This is not his stomping ground by any stretch. And I said, where's the bathroom? As if he would know. And he said, I, I don't know. Just look for the signs. Ran into that bathroom, vomited multiple times again. We had a connecting flight, so I didn't have much time. So I had to clean myself up and get back out of there. But I can't say this. Of the three of us, I'm the only one who has barfed in Iceland. Is yeah, it I was going to say, you're... Uh, I. My uh, my father-in-law is uh, in Iceland, actually, right? Well, he's coming back right now, but this whole week, I don't think he vomited a yeah. single time. Yeah. Do you, do you get a special stamp on your passport when you when you vomit in another <laughs> right. country? Yeah. You say, okay, you want you have anything to declare? I puked in your toilet. Nope, here's a stamp for that. I looked like I yeah. looked like death. I I I looked at myself in the mirror. I had the super dark black circles under my. Meanwhile, I you know I come out of the bathroom after this has all happened. <sighs> And I've got in there so quick and vomited and come back out. People are still sort of milling around, getting off the plane and stuff. And that lady, whatever she was doing, she might have gone and used the bathroom as well. She's just hoity-toitin' through the airport. Everything's fine, wide-eyed, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. She's the one who drank six bottles of gin on the flight, and I'm the mm -hmm. one who's vomiting as though I drank six bottles of gin on the flight. I, I think it's, a, it's really... Note on that. It, it's really fun though to be someone that like uh, vomits in you know exotic places. Yeah. Was it yeah. was it something that you ate or was it the chemo drugs or? It, was, it? it was it was definitely it, you know I had some kind of chicken dish and I that's the only thing I could assume because when I got on the plane I didn't feel even a tinge of sickness and woke up again from a half hour nap knowing that's exactly what I needed to do so. Um, I, I have to stop really yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not stopping the show. I just want to make sure. I said chemo drugs. Dave does not take chemo drugs. He's not. There's nothing going on. Nobody has to worry about Dave. I don't take. Don't chemo, I don't. I don't take chemo drugs for medicinal reasons. I I take them for recreation. But yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they're, they're uh, illegal, Dave, yeah. Dave is fine. <laughs> I'm not dropping some weird thing. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. The problem is I'm going to have to go back and put in a preface in post because otherwise my mom will have fainted by now. She will not be <laughs> She will not be hearing your explanation at this point. So sorry, Ma. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So, oh my God. So the the only, I mean, outside of that, you know, it's just a standard business trip. I The thing I will say, Sweden is incredibly like we talk and there's a lot of people that talk about american pride and there's no doubt that that people have american pride i think tracy has a tremendous sense of american pride when you go to sweden you see a different kind of pride i guess which is there's not a scrap of garbage on the street anywhere everything is clean everything is orderly there's no at least to my knowledge that we, we didn't see them i'm sure they exist oh. but go ahead so they walk the talk is what you're saying. It, it is just they, a, yeah. they make it. They made it happen. I, I will just say it's a it's an incredibly well put together country. And when you hear people speak that live there about their country, you can you can feel that pride. We say that we have pride in things while we're out tagging a palm tree in Los Angeles to put yeah, a wang I mean, on it. Part of what pride here means that if I just want to piss in the middle of the street, I can. And so, <laughs> exactly. so, I mean, it's just a different kind of pride. <laughs> so the, the only other real thing that happened and it was, it was pretty scary, but, uh, that same boss that I had to run past, we all went out to dinner together. Everybody had a great time. We went out to, we were there for two nights, dinner, hanging out in the same boardroom, all that kind of stuff. He got COVID. He's the yeah. only one of our group who got it, uh, and it hit him pretty hard. He had to, of course, be uh, quarantined in his hotel room and couldn't come out. He would call into as many meetings as he could. The only thing he can chalk it up to is he went to a record store that none of us went to. He just kind of went out on a little day excursion one day for an hour and walked up to a record store that he had found. That's the only thing he did different from us. Uh, that's not to say where he got it, but he did get it, and that was kind of scary. He had to stay for a couple extra days. Go ahead, Tracy. 
No, I, I'm just saying, like, I was relieved that it was that because if I was in Sweden, that's precisely where I would go was to a record store. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, yeah. um, so I would be uh, definitely quarantined as well. Yeah, and so in order to – and so we were – you know, we tried to be as helpful as we could – Brought him groceries, left him outside his door, lots of water, lots of cold medicine, that kind of stuff. And by the way, turns out when you're in Sweden, all of the uh, cold medicines are written in Swedish. So I had no idea what I was looking at. I had to actually get somebody to help me. I actually had to get somebody. So at one point he was saying like, hey, I could use a sandwich. And I, I, I'm a finicky eater, so I'm right there with him. He had a long list of things he couldn't eat or didn't want to eat. And so I get it. But one of the things he said was, hey, if you can find a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that'd probably be perfect because I can I know I can eat those and I like PB&Js a lot. Well, Sweden's not really big on the peanut butter and jellies, but right. we went to a big supermarket and they had peanut butter and they had bread. All I needed was the jelly. Well, Sweden also has a lot of things like, you know, pickled beets and things like that, that when you look at the jar and everything's written in Swedish, it's just red goo in a jar. You have no idea what you're actually holding in your hand. Yeah, it's not. It could be lingonberry. Bring him a bunch of herring or... <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so so I, uh, so I actually had to go to somebody at the supermarket and say, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Is this, is this jam? Like, is this jelly? Am I holding strawberry jelly? And she was really nice. She said, yes, you were. So, so we get him all that and everything. But to get you back into the... All ready for you. To get back into the States, if you travel internationally to get back into the States, you have to take a very specific COVID test. And that specific COVID test is taken while you are on a video conference with somebody. So you call a number that's printed on the box. They have you scan a QR code. A person comes on via the little app that you have to download. And they talk to you. And they have control over your camera on your phone. So they basically say, like, you know, use your use your camera, take a picture of the QR code. Now I'm going to reverse it. I want you to show me all the contents in your test. Hold them up as you do it. Because they have control over the camera, there's a lot of weirdness because they sort of flip the camera to the back one when you think you're using the front one. And But you get through all that, and they, they go through the whole test with you. And it's a really simple one in that you just have to swirl it around the nostrils. It's not one of the ones where you jam it clear up in your head or anything like that. You swirl it around. And then they verify that you've taken the whole test. And that's great. Then they set a timer for 15 minutes. And they disconnect from the call. And they say, when the 15 minutes is up, click the button that says, okay, I'm ready. Someone else will come back on. And you have to hold the results up to your phone so that they can verify that there's only one line. Well, you could do anything in the 15 minutes that the person has disconnected. I could go out and get 20 of these tests... I could put them all together. I could I could pour water in there. Like, I, I could do anything and hold this thing up. They do not, once you've scanned the initial QR code, they do not then say, now, turn that little test you're holding over so I can rescan the QR code to confirm it's the one that you scanned the first time when the other person watched. It's none of that. So it's the dumbest test ever. But you take the test, you say it's... And we had two people on our team who traveled with us who had the person who they were talking to was having technical difficulties and in both cases they just said all right i'll just take your word for it do you just see one line they're like yeah i see one line okay you're good to go then so then they send you this other little qr code on the app that basically says i have taken the test and i am negative i never got asked for the the results once in the airport not one time did anybody say did you take a test nobody asked nobody and I get that things are, are getting a little more lax because things have, the numbers have fallen off and whatever, and they're spiking in some countries, but it just seemed like a really flawed system overall <laughs> to get back. Well, I, I think it leverages against the thing that people aren't trying to fake that test. I think there's a thing where you take your own health kind of seriously right. and you, and so they're kind of leveraging that last little bit of honesty that exists in human uh, unless you're like me and you think the entire thing is a sham and there was no pandemic and they made it all up. So, uh, right, so, right. So, so then we get back. We, <laughs> we get back to Sweden. Oh. I, I land on a Wednesday. On Thursday, my wife drive in right near the Space Needle in downtown Seattle. We get tattoos. Great overall. Guy's really good. He's really fast. Super pro about the whole thing. 
I'm glad he was fast because my wife took about four hours in the chair. She got a pretty substantial one on kind of her upper back. Mine was seven and a half hours in the chair. And when they first start tattooing you, you sort of, they do the outline first and then they fill in the color later. So he starts with the, the outline and I, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, this hurts. I mean, this is definitely, this is pain. And they would get to weird spots, like really soft spots, like near my armpit. Cause you sure. got really soft skin in there that would kill. And I would just think like, uh, if you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. So he gets done doing the whole outline and he says, now we're going to do the color. And I like to put on a topical solution on, it'll help kind of deaden the skin. And I said, well, why didn't you do that at first? And he's like, oh, the, the outline's nothing. The, the color is what kills. <laughs> so, so I use the needles on that part. And, and Stephen Tracy can attest to this. This tattoo that I got, it goes from basically my shoulder down to my elbow. It's my entire upper arm that is tattooed. It's, it's a large it's, one. It's a lot of real estate. So by the end, I was just, I was, I was physically not nauseous, like plain nauseous where I got to go and contort my body to vomit it in an airplane bathroom. But I, I felt sick. I felt really fatigued and done, and I think my body was just tired of effectively being tortured for seven and a half hours. And so I got up, and when I stood up, remember what we talked about on the show about people worrying about me passing out? Mm -hmm. When I stood up, I was shaking uncontrollably. Like, my hands were shaking. I must have had that same look that Steve has referenced on my face because he didn't say, like, you need to sit down or anything like that, but what he did say was... The clear jar right there, bite-sized Snickers, get out about three, eat them right now. So I did. I got in there and like ate the Snickers. He's like, you got to get some sugar into you. Your body is definitely, I can tell you're having a hard time with this. Ate the Snickers bars and within 30 seconds was feeling so much better. So, and he said the jar is there specifically for people like me that have this. So I didn't feel as bad because if the guy's got a jar, it's got to happen to more than just me, right? Please right sure i mean he definitely didn't go out and get that jar thinking no i got that that big guy that's <laughs> yeah, totally right now out. that jar get three five yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so i we got the tattoos everything's great tattoos i will say this are kind of like kids the first day they arrive you're like oh this is so awesome look at this it's so much fun and then your tattoo starts shitting itself and crying a lot and what i mean is it gets really scabby it starts to dry out it gets really nasty you get all this like skin crumbling off you and falling everywhere it's yeah so i i, I think i've come through i think i'm on the other side now i've only got a couple of spots left to sort of flake off as it were uh but otherwise it's good to go and i can't wait to bring both of you in for your first tattoos the next time i go back and I, I believe, Steve, I'm seeing you nod violently in agreement. Yeah, I'm definitely getting one on my chest. Big block letters, like uh, like 200-point type right across. <laughs> Do not resuscitate. Just right across the front. Yep. So yeah, we'll mine's, gonna, mine's basically going to just say where my suicide note is. Yeah. Anyway. I'm getting a tramp stamp that just says, with Tracy. <laughs> Finally. Uh, all right. So that was me. I, I know I talked for a long time, but I did have two weeks to catch up on of what did I do. And, and there were some substantial things in there. So, uh, Steve, what'd you get up to? Anything cool? A couple of cool things. Yeah. So um, you might remember uh, several uh, several months ago now, we had an author on by the name of Peter Kleins, and he re referenced a book um, that com that he, he described as a cross between Jack Reacher and... Um, and, uh, and Dr. Seuss. <laughs> no, Jack Reacher and Stranger Things. All right. Uh, the Netflix show, The Stranger Things. And um, and we we all kind of went, oh, you know, like we were going to. Well, I I made my way through it. It's it's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, and really, really enjoyed it. So uh, so check that out. It's called The Broken Room. And it's by Peter Kleins. He was a friend of the David Steve show. Um, now, this last week we had an opportunity. I, I, I promised I would, um, I would plug this. Uh, we had an opportunity to, uh, interview a, uh, comic, uh, that's going to be in Seattle this week that you're listening to this or the week that this podcast comes out. So on 
Friday, this uh, comedian is going to be in Seattle. Her name's Amy Miller. We're going to have her on the show. She's excited to be on the show. Tried to interview her today. The uh, stars did not align. Are we talking so, Friday, April first? I just want to. I I just want to confirm. It's the thirty first. It's the thirty first. It's the Thursday. Um, she's oh, okay. In town. Okay. I, and, sorry, I uh, thought you gonna, said Friday. I'm tell okay. you where she's going to be. Right. You know, here in just a minute. So, um, but she's a really she's a really funny comic. She had her uh, Comedy Central special just dropped onto YouTube today, and you can check it out. It's called Ham Mouth. And uh, and it's uh, it's it's very funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let I me. Uh, you know what uh, I. You know what I think would be best. I'll just tell all of her jokes right now, because I oh, remember yeah. most of them, and go that's through. always funny. So let me just go through them, starting with her first bit. No, go ahead. Well, Steve. I think it's. I think it's actually. It's really pretty cool that that you um, that you remember those jokes because think about all the comedians that you listen to and you can't remember their you're like oh no they're really funny and then you can't remember their jokes yeah um that's but you kind of remember these jokes and folks i will say this if you're listening to this right now steve will often bring comedians to the fold every once in a while he'll hit on one that tracy likes very rarely if ever does he bring one that i like steve and i have very similar comedic sensibilities and also vastly different comedic sensibilities when it comes to we have very similar ones in terms of how we can make each other laugh we have very different ones in terms of what makes us laugh outside of each other and so steve will bring a comedian to us and i'll just often i'm not saying every time you've you've definitely found some gems as far as what i like but oftentimes I listen to it and go like, I don't get it. Like this isn't, it's not really making me laugh, which I understand how crushing that can be, Steve, because that is every comedian I bring to my wife. <laughs> this is the funniest thing you will ever see. She watches it and goes, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. This is stupid. This person's stupid. I don't like, and I think, I think a lot of times she does it just to F with me. But the point is Steve brings comedians. I listen to him. I go, eh, eh. This one in particular, I listened to it and was immediately regurgitating jokes via chat back to these two because of how funny she is. I actually really, really like her. She's uh, she's very she's very funny. She's um, a little bit different. She's got kind of a different bend to her. She's kind of unvarnished and unapologetic. Have and we said her name yet? Amy Miller. Yes, okay. we have said her okay. name. So it's Amy Miller. She's going to be at the Crocodile in Seattle on the 31st of March, and there's two shows: seven uh, seven p.m. and eleven p.m. So if you can give her a give her a, um, you know, check her out and uh, and maybe uh, maybe take in the show. I don't know. Take a chance. But uh, she has said she's going to be on the show uh, with us. She was very sorry she couldn't make it, but uh, she's going to be a guest soon. So I wanted to make sure that uh, that we at least plugged. Uh, plugged her show so those are the two things i really wanted to uh um talk about was you know the peter klein's book which i meant to talk about the last two weeks and didn't and then this week well so, you had a you had a big you had to do 15 minutes on searching for vanilla wafers so i can well you know those vanilla wafers i mean they you still can't find them i found the mini ones good lord week, but i couldn't find the like the full size ones and everybody yeah, knows the mini no ones saltines. are the best to you no to your point though in all seriousness of the like weird supply chain issues you run into it is a don't know what you got until it's gone kind of thing my family and i have eaten the same kind of protein bars they're called promax bars nice plug for promax they are a sponsor of the dave and steve show get yours now at promax no uh promax bars are a really good they're they're a very delicious protein bar that is relatively low in calories has a good amount of protein in it Tracy's gonna look it up now and tell me that the nutritional value isn't as good as I think it is because of 10 different factors doesn't matter doesn't matter we like we like Promax bar we likes Promax we likes our Promax bar uh we like Promax bars and so I there we just do Amazon subscribe and save every month they send us a couple of boxes and they they go we go through them in the pantry getting them for breakfast whatever it might be kids get home need a snack <clears throat> they're gone. And if you go to the Promax website, the entire line of Promax protein bars is gone. They all say yeah. sold out. And so there is <laughs> there's something in those goddamn Promax bars that are hard to get right now. Probably the same ingredient in the Nilla wafers. 
the CEO um, got got hooked on the booger sugar about six that's, months that's ago, right. yeah. and and de- <laughs> completely depleted the yeah. cash reserves of a very um, a very profitable company, yeah. and I was arrested in Barbados with um, with exotic yeah. which taped to his legs. If I'm to- running a business into the ditch, though, that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's yeah, not it, going to be through just some shady business deals. It's just going to just be just a coked no, up nonsense. No, yeah, if you go down, you go down McAfee style, like on yeah. a, on an island oh, somewhere, ganked yeah. out of your mind, claiming that helicopters are trying to descend on your on your villa that you have. Like, absolutely, that's the that's the way to do it. Uh, Tracy, what'd you get up to last week? Well, one of the things you guys know that I'm a big romantic, duh, and I. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the very classic romantic stories I'm always sort of drawn to. So Hulu is now in my life, and Hulu hasn't been in my life for 10 years. And so uh, it's because we've largely been a Netflix family, yeah. I'm told, yeah, yeah. by the other people that live in this home. And so, uh, so Hulu had this really wonderful just story that just tugged at my heart so much because um, – when two people make a connection and you're kind of rooting for them, you know, Dave, I can tell you're approaching the microphone. You know, probably even know the story I'm going to talk you're about. You're effectively, you're effectively creating your minute in real time right now. Where yes, you, where you... I'm sandbagging the <laughs> yeah, entire audience yeah. because so Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson, oh, there yeah. was this, oh, right. So there is this like story about basically that in a very short period of time, they have become intensely in love with each other. And the way that this was from a cinematography standpoint was kind of characterized and sort of the madness of this was for the first one or two episodes was very compelling until I got to the, uh, to, to the talking penis um, <laughs> episode where I had to look straight into the penis of Tommy Lee and that is now a major character in this. And I, and I, and I said to myself, I, I think I've gone around the bend here and I, I can't watch this anymore. And, and I stopped saying- watching it. Really? Yes, I, that that was it. It was neither funny for me, and it wasn't, and it was. So I'm there with my wife, who's never seen another man's penis in her entire sure, life. Of course, yeah. So you can imagine the embarrassment yeah. that I'm feeling on yeah. her behalf. Yep. And she's seen this, and and uh, so I I just I I pause it and I say <laughs> enough, enough of this. And uh, we went yeah. back through watching uh, King of the Hill reruns. <laughs> sure, sure. I I just like I like the fact that <clears throat> you you bellied up to the bar on a known quantity, which was a movie or series built around the well-hung drummer of Motley Crue banging yes. a Playboy playmate. Was she in Playboy? Yeah, and, and on Baywatch I was and all that. Of this. <clears throat> and 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 yet you checked out at the talking penis. That was too much for I you. Have, That's... I have these complicated boundaries that uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah. I was. No, the the thing I, was. I have seen it, but if 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 that was a show, I would have started with that because I would have been like, okay, this is different. <laughs> I you know I I agree. I would have liked to have had this character introduced a little earlier into the plot, but. What's interesting is though is this is that Netflix had the dirt and this was basically yeah. the story mm-hmm. right of Motley Crue and it was the same thing or five minutes minutes into it and I shut it off and Dave you asked me you said hey uh, um, I said have you seen this and you said yeah and I said I five minutes into it I just said it was enough I couldn't it was too too filthy and you said to me something that I that carried with me into this a little bit is you said try masturbating it helps power power through it oh because it gets better and it has a rough start to grab you but it's worth it it's my advice on a lot of things yeah and never a fan of that band but the fan of that story certainly was compelling and so i took that same sort of inertia into this one and uh i'm i just cannot um 
I can't get past that. See, it's, uh, it's like we were talking about earlier with Steve and I, how we have different tastes when it comes to comedians. The talking penis turned you off. I have not yeah, seen, he, I have not seen this series. Historically, it has. I have, not, just, I have not seen this series on Hulu. The talking penis is now enticing me to go watch it. It will be my next, my next viewing event now. Yeah, because and this is what I was afraid of bringing up because there's a part of our audience that's going to say, oh, Tracy, that's good. We're glad that there's limitations yeah. to the nonsense that you'll consume. And then the other half is saying, really? You, yeah. you had me at talking penis? Yeah. I, w I was at summer camp with Steve a couple of times where he made his penis talk. It was uh, it was weird. It well, was traumatic. yeah. Yeah, but that's, uh, well, that's uh, that's all I did this week. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to justify that. So um, here, here we go. <laughs> or, or deny it for that matter. I I don't remember I don't remember all my life um and it was probably <laughs> awesome so uh I I did want to talk since you said that about series um there's a series that I've watched all two seasons of that I find completely confusing and I don't like I don't like it but for some reason it comes we watch it and I don't know, it's called Raised by Wolves on um, HBO Max. And I can't follow it. Like, I don't I don't know what anybody's motivation is. I don't know why I'm watching this. They're hour-long episodes. It's sci-fi. Here's, here's the only redeeming thing that I like about it. The, um, the artsy-fartsy intro. Um, like... That's that's how I want my, you know, 1960s sci-fi yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of breaks off into these shitty characters doing stuff that I don't care about. And I don't know why I'm watching it. I don't know why I don't know why I keep watching it. Although I do put it on so I can fall asleep. Um, is it is it because there are no talking penises or because there are extra Yeah, I'm confused. Penises? No, there's a really big, there's, this lady gives birth to a s giant snake that flies around. And that's a little odd. I thought that was a little weird. And then there's another lady that turned into a tree. And I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what's going on because they're in space, but magic is happening. But, but not, not really. Hey, um, I'll, there's, I'll, there's robots. I'll hit series like that too. Uh, and it, it not as weird as what you're describing, but. The two that come to mind almost immediately were Westworld and mm -hmm. The Expanse on Amazon. Oh. Both of those shows, I I was two and a half seasons into those, and I looked at my wife in both cases and said, I'm going to have to bleep this out, but I said, do you know what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and she said, no, I've been watching because I thought you knew what was going on, and I didn't want to say, I don't oh. really know what's going on because I thought you'd give me a hard time. And that's what it is. Both of them. We're just like, okay, well, let's stop watching this because we don't know what's going on and we're not enjoying this. Oh, so, The Expanse. Uh, you know how many people have told me, oh, you got to watch oh, The yeah. Expanse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You absolutely have to watch The Expanse. And like, like I, I think it's maybe five to ten minutes into the first episode. They're in the future, like 300 years into the future. Um, one of the characters does the... Um, does the airline pilot pre-flight talk yeah, yeah. as a joke? And I'm like, in 300 years, are they going to be doing, <laughs> is that going to be referenceable yeah. to anybody? That would be yeah. like pulling out like some 1700s soliloquy and, yeah. you know, and just saying, <laughs> yes, this is going to need somebody to, yeah. it's going to need somebody to properly exegete this. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, no, some other guy is wearing like a 1960s fedora hat on like Mars or in like the, and I'm like, so would we go 300 years back, find um, some giant poofy, you know, beret and, yeah. and wear that around? like who, who is the who is the detective that's doing that? And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. I don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. Everybody's telling me, no, no, no. You got to give it, give it like a season. Give, give it eight hours of my time. Yeah. Give it ten hours of my. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that for real people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm so glad to hear you say this, Steve, because this I I literally am embarrassed in most of my circles of friends to bring up the fact that I can't stand the Expanse. I didn't get the expanse. I don't understand the expanse. <laughs> like it is so 
there, and there are great actors in that. So, but here's a question. We were, you were anticipating this long flight and we know some of the things that you did on this flight. Yeah. Some of the shameful things that you yeah. did on this flight, but uh, we were talked about entertainment options because you knew you were going to have to be consuming entertainment on your flight to Europe. Did you, did you watch any of the things that we discussed? No. So no. So what I, what I pulled for the flight there, what I downloaded was uh, a whole shitload of episodes of Silicon Valley. Cause that's a show I can watch a million times over and be entertained by it every single time because I watch the shows while I do something else. Yeah. I either sketch in a sketchbook or, I do something on my phone, play a little match three or something like that. So I'm doing multiple things to occupy myself. So on the way there, that's what I watched. On the way back, I tried really hard to watch the Amazon series upload about the guy who dies and gets put into like, I don't know, virtual heaven or <laughs> like, I don't know. Right, right. It did not, it did not click with me. And it's a bummer because there's two now from the creators of the office or from the creator of the office. There's that one and there's Space Force. And I think we even talked about Space Force on this show. It's a dud. It didn't float my boat at all. The first season was okay. The second season was almost unwatchable. Upload, I just felt like it was a big whiff on most of the jokes. I don't know what the magic was that person had around them, but it's not it they need they need to pull BJ Novak or a few others back in to have them help out because shit ain't working now. So that's that's what I watched there and back. And now you know. Uh, back to you, Tracy. Yeah. Wait, I got confused. We're not doing the headlines. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. We'll be back right after this. Now you can make money safely and securely from the privacy of your own home. Introducing Cash for Cash, the easy and affordable way to turn your unwanted bills and coins into cash now. I didn't know what I was going to do with all the insurance money I got from my husband's death. So I sent it into Cash for Cash, and in just a couple of days, I had all the money I needed to pay my bills. And Cash for Cash is easy to use. Simply mail your unwanted bills and coins to us in the patented Easy True Scam Mailer, and Cash for Cash will promptly send you a check in the mail, minus shipping and handling, and a small processing fee. After I found that coffee can in the backyard, I thought, ain't no way I'm going to be able to do anything with this old money. But Cash for Cash sent me brand new money in exchange, and I was able to take the old lady out for a nice dinner. So if you've got worn out, slightly torn, or even marked bills and coins, Cash for Cash has the solution for you. Recent studies show that dollar for dollar value has never been higher, so now is the time. Cash for Cash, where the smart money is. Back on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. And speaking of with Tracy, one of the things you can always count on every single week, week in and week out, is Tracy bringing you another amazing minute. He does it every week. He never drops the ball every single week without fail. Tracy. Yeah, the, the consistency is amazing. Let's go ahead and get to your minute. Yeah, so, uh... Here it is. Uh, Unbelievable. I, I come back from Sweden. You'd think you'd want to impress the boss and be firing on all cylinders when the boss comes back into town. Who's the boss? But, Tony Danza. That's who's, the, that's who's the boss. You couldn't even get that out of your mouth before throwing the punchline out there. It's like you set them at the same time. Tony Danza. <laughs> who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah. And so- Angela's the boss. You would think Tracy... Well, that's the irony of the show, right, Steve? You would think that Tracy would want to impress the Angela of this show, which is me, and instead, he's just Jonathan. That's it. You jonathan wow. it, Tracy. Yeah, that, was a, that was a deep cut. <laughs> All right, let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines! And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza... It's Tracy Green with this week's headline. Our first story, a North Carolina woman is fighting to keep her vanity license plate after the DMV issued it to her, but uh, looks like it might be recalled. Uh, The license plate reads the letters F-A-R-T. Carly Cindy, 37, of Asheville, North Carolina, said she requested her license plate last October and received it in 
November, I was re-registering my truck online and it had the option to customize my plate. So on a whim, I tried fart, she said, and I was excited to see that it was available. The DMV later informed her that someone had complained about their vanity license plate and asked her why she chose that word. The DMV notified Cindy that she had 30 days to respond. Now, as we've talked many times, Steve's family found the ultimate loophole. Steve's last name, for those of you who don't know, is Dam. It's D-A-M-M. And so all of their vehicles had damn van, damn car. And it's it's the perfect loophole because it, it is literally your last name. It is not a mm-hmm. swear word. Mm-hmm. It is your car. It is your van. And therefore, it all makes total sense. But of course, to anybody reading it, it's like, ha, 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 the damn van. So that... But just when literally when we were driving back from getting our tattoos, we're driving home, we saw some personalized license plate. And I even I forget what it even was now. But I I actually posed the question to my wife. What are the limitations? Meaning, can you can you put poop on a on a vanity plate? I'm sure there's a list like if you go to the Washington website, I'm sure. Or at very least, when you put things in, it should, in theory, return a thing saying this term has been considered deemed offensive or whatever it is and you can't use that one please select another one i assume there's some kind of gate there but i don't know what it is and i'm also curious if it's different from state to state can you put poop on your license plate in washington state but not put poop on your license plate in ohio i have many questions i guess i'm sure it's state to state and i i am sure there are several poop license plates in ohio like, could you do P-E-W-P? Could you do poop that way and get away? Like, I don't I don't know. So part of me wants to just shell out the I, money to see what, how much I can push the system. What I want to know is who are these people that have the time and know, like, the number to call? Yeah. Because if I was truly offended by something, like something like reached into the depths of my sensibilities... It, they had like a vanity license plate that was like talking penis or something. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, this is too far. And I where do I, would I even burn the calories to like look up the number and like call the lady on the other end or the, or the, or the gentleman yeah. and say, hello, uh, boy, do I have something to tell you? There's somebody out there I... getting away with something that I think that needs but i feel like we're a bad gauge for this steve i'll let you go just a second i feel like we're a bad gauge for this because we're all middle-aged men lazy men with kids who have destroyed our lives and wives who don't like us anymore true so it's it's very hard to get motivated at this age to call anybody on anything like it you're right tracy i cannot think of a thing that would be printed on the license plate that would cause me to take the time to pick up a phone, I would. I'm. There might be something out there that I haven't seen yet that would cause me to, at least, pick up my phone. But by the time that I thought, like, I gotta unlock it, and then I'm gonna have to look up the number, and I'm probably gonna call the wrong place first, and they're gonna have some automated line that makes me push five buttons before I get to the person I need. I I bail before I. I just put the phone back down. So, Steve, I'm sorry. You were gonna say something. That's all right. I I, I just I feel like I have to come clean on something. Oh, I yeah. Uh, Years ago, Washington State had a hotline that you could call on the on on the road, the litter hotline. And I had that number in my in my phone because nothing drove me crazier on the road than a piece of litter getting thrown out of a car. You, you lit cigarettes that that drove me mm-hmm. the, the craziest. And I would, I would call, I, I called that number probably eight or nine times. Um, and, and every time a person picked up, like it was not, this is a, this is an 800 number that was on signs on the freeway. And this is before you were banned from using your phone when you're calling. So it was totally safe. Um, and I would call and I'd be like, all right, so I'm right behind this SOB and I, I wouldn't say anything. I would I would be like because I don't want him to hang up on me. Yeah, right. I'm generally sure that just you know just threw a lit cigarette out into the you know the dry grass in the median and uh, and I called the hotline 
and they're like, oh, you witnessed this. Was it out the driver's side? Yes, it was. What's their what's their license plate number? No problem. <laughs> and I'm like totally giving it out. Mm -hmm. um, I had somebody throw half a can of beer out and it hit my car. Shut um, up. Yeah. Shut, Shut up. They that's they should be put to death. That is that's that's un inexcusable. It was Schmidt. Um, so um, it hit my it hit my car and I'm literally now I took it to the next level. Like I'm like I drive up next to him and I'm like, I'm on the phone with the cops. <laughs> don't, don't, they called the state patrol because I was so pissed at him. And um, and they were like, oh, you know, they were and they were flipping me off. and It was fantastic. We totally would have fought. But um, anyway, <laughs> I'm that guy. I wanted you to know. Um, I'm not, I'm not to turn somebody in because their, their license plate is naughty, but litter. Absolutely. I'm absolutely that asshole. You and, need a shirt that says I'm that guy. And you know what? They took that down. It's no longer a service. And you, you do not know how awful I felt the first time I called that number that was in my phone. And please check the number and dial again. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, who do I call to tell on somebody now? And uh, it's yeah, it's gone. It wasn't at one eight seven seven litter or something like hero that. And it had too many. Some shit yeah, or hero. You yeah, hero. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was definitely. or was that? Yeah, it was. It was right. He was driving without somebody in the in the H. That might have been the carpool lane one. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was right in my phone next to nine five nasty, and so every wasp fan knows. Uh, Exactly what I'm talking about there. That's it. That's Back to you, Tracy. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Tracy anyway. forgot he was doing the headlines. <laughs> I was into that. So anyway, that's when uh, Cindy got more clever turning the word FART into an acronym after she received the letter from the DMV. Uh, she went on to Reddit, which is a great place sure, to get yeah. advice from the craziest people on the planet. She said, uh, people said they suggested that she make a website for an organization called the Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails. So she lives in Asheville, North Carolina. So, which she went ahead and did. She loves the idea and she loves hiking, biking, and spending time outdoors. Cindy did launch the website and even organized a group hike. Fart may not have started out representing Friends of Asheville Rec uh, Recreational Trails, but it certainly does now. So that's the happy side of that story. That, that is, yeah. Our second story in Northampton High School. We'll have an interim chief executive for several weeks as administrators probe what happened when the principal referred to the students as asshats in an internal communication. <laughs> the comments by Principal Lori, uh, whatever her last name is, came to light through a 267-page compilation of administrative messages released by a former school committee member who received materials in response to a public uh, records request. The revelation sparked swift backlash from parents and students uh, who organized a walkout in protest. I think it really represents how she views the student body, said Kendall Reynolds, the high school's senior class president, told the news outlet. I uh, don't think she would have said those words if she uh, viewed the student body positively the, the the same parents who called and complained and lodged the complaint are the same people who tattle on people littering out their window and tattle <laughs> on people with the shitty license plates and all and i literally mean shitty license plates they're the ones because here's the thing i think about myself in these situations every time and and i want to use this because i don't i don't want to get into like if she called them things much worse let's take exactly what she called them asshats if my kids were in an auditorium or wherever they were and the principal called them asshats, the first thing I would say to my son is, were you guys being asshats? And nine times out of ten, he would say, well, yeah. And I'd say, all right, well, that's why you got called asshats. And that would be the end of it. I wouldn't, I, I don't, teachers and principals and faculty and all that shit, they're, they're humans just like everybody else. And they're humans who deal with way more stress than the average human because your little asshat that you send to school gives them shit mm -hmm. every day 
every hour, every minute. So if occasionally they blow off a little bit of steam by calling them a bunch of asshats, more power to them. I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah, jackhole, jackwagon, and asshat yeah. are basically very calm ways to describe yeah. a certain type of behavior which everyone on the planet knows. Even in my church, I would call youth group members jackwagons. Sure. And uh, occasionally there'd be a complaint, but once I explained that very very you know with the scriptures and everything that uh yeah. that you know they were in fact being jack wagons. being jack wagons everybody yeah. understood yeah anyway here's here's steve about to step in to tell about the time he turned a principal in for saying a bad word at a pep assembly go ahead steve uh, no no we're fine okay in another message the principal told a co-worker keep talking about equity and they will be in our camp and they are mad because they weren't part of our decision making uh, the word choice was unprofessional, they later said in a, in a public apology, and hurtful, and they apologized. Nothing, uh, nothing uh, by the record, uh, by the way, nothing upsets me more than fake apologies. I hate that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I hope time will allow the community to interpret my words as a human moment derived from workplace frustration. Yes, of course it was. Get over it, people. She called you kid, kids asshats because they were being asshats. And it, just so we just so we're clear, you put an extra exclamation on it by saying "ass hats," which apparently I decided oh, to do with that last. Absolutely, one. ass hats. Was that was it in the Midwest? Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. I know. These ass hats. Let's see, where was that? Hold on. Da, 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 Holding. Da, da, da. I, 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 I don't know. We'll get we'll get back to that. The uh, Dave and Steve Show newsroom with, fact checkers with, will go. I believe you mean word. the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy newsroom. Tracy, Th that's right. We uh, we didn't get the memo on the rebranding. Okay. So, the, sorry about that. Our third story: Stuart Middleton has undergone two operations to receive new kidneys from donors. That's that little mouse 40. from the movies, right? That could talk. What's that? Stuart Middleton Stuart is Middleton. the little. <laughs> yeah, that's it. exactly. Okay. No, he got the English accent and yeah, is a rat. Oh, yeah. Was he a rat? A rat. No, Stuart Middleton <laughs> mouse. Stuart Middleton is a rat. Yeah. Okay. Very right. Good. The bear in the raincoat. Keep going, Tracy. The forty-six-year-old was shocked when he woke up after the second procedure and was told that all four of his kidneys were still inside his body. The father <gasps> of two had assumed that the failed organs would be removed, but says he's just happy to be alive. I was shocked and surprised when I found out. I had no idea that they left the old kidneys inside me too. Load me up with kidney kidneys, uh, he said, as I want to live longer. Tracy's got one. This kid has four. Yeah, I know. This really pissed me off. How does this guy get off having four kidneys and, so and I only have one kidney poor and kidney privileged now in all this seriousness <clears throat> you guys know this about me or maybe you don't but i'm going to tell mm -hmm. you anyway i'm not a doctor okay so i'm going to preface it by saying that right there and i know that's news to some of you listening right now but so i i have to assume uh for lack of a better term they disconnect the tubes on the old kidneys before they hook up the new kidneys so do the just around in there, do the old kidneys? Yeah, do the old kidneys just kind of shrivel up and eventually get absorbed? What do they stick around forever? Like I, they, re they retire, they go on cruises around the body. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think they do. Actually, they just yeah. wander around. There's a lot of shuffleboard going on in between the stomach and the liver. Personalized license plate that says four kidneys. Keep going, Tracy. Kidney research in the United Kingdom said it was normal practice to leave redundant kidneys inside transplant patients. Redundant Stewart lives in uh, 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 a region near the Scottish borders, now wears a special belt when he is snowboarding to protect his four organs. Did, <laughs> did any of those kidneys have, um, have extra initials burned into them? Uh, I think we're going to, that'll be a part of a later story when they are. Uh... It's just such a weird way to wrap up the story. Not you, Tracy, but I mean, just the weird fun fact of he has to wear a special belt when snowboarding. Why did we need to know if this kid snowboards well, it was, ever? It was funny because like when my doctor told me, he's like, hey, yeah, the tumor on your kidney is like big enough where we're going to take the whole thing. And I'm like, really? Wow. And I'm just, moment of shock. And I was like, well. 
help me understand like what life in with one kidney yeah how will this like. affect my snowboarding yeah and he's like yeah you're just gonna have to stay away from like contact sports sure and i'm like well that oh. sucks all those contact sports you loved <laughs> yeah i mean like i can't watch them on tv he's like no no you can you can watch them forever i'm a three-time just... rugby champion doc you yeah. gotta put in a dummy kidney so yeah so anyway tracy uh, you want to come over and watch ufc 248 oh dave remember he's only got one kidney yeah, oh that's I right i'm so sorry uh, i can't chance that yeah i'm so sorry can't, uh, anyway that's the news fellas all right it's good to be back uh and for those of you who listened to the last two weeks shows uh who knows maybe you see it as a positive maybe you see it as a negative i don't know i'm going to stick with my own opinion which is i, I see it as a massive positive and that's we're just gonna <laughs> leave it at that uh, Steve, before we get out of here, do you have anything else to add tonight? Nothing good. You, you didn't want to say welcome back, Dave. Thanks a lot, Dick. Uh, Tracy, anything from you? Dave, I'm so glad that you're back. Right. Yeah, and uh, I just want you to know that uh, two-thirds of this show understands the impact that you make each uh, each week on this Thank podcast. You, that and means I, a lot. You can just, I'm not going to name names. It's almost like you and I have known each other since preschool. Right. In yeah. many ways. It's, it's, it's just like that. Definitely not the uh, other guy. I think I've taken you for granted, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. For Tracy, for the asshat, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. What do you call a fly without wings? A walk.